you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And my guest today is an interesting doctor who is um, also here in California, like I am. And his name is Jeffrey, I'm going to get this wrong, Gross? Correct. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I'm never sure with those double letters, you know, it could go either way. Um, and should I call you Dr. Gross or Jeffrey? Do you, Jeff, do you have Jeffrey's a fine. Jeffrey's fine. Okay. <laughs> Jeffrey is an MD. He's also a neurosurgeon and he is um, the owner of a company called Spine and has a regenerative medicine practice called Recelebrate. Um, and he offers specialized precision and concierge treatment options for patients with neck and or back problems, as well as brain and head injuries. And we're going to talk to him and, and let him tell us a little bit more about um, his background and how he ended up in, in this field of medicine, let alone in medicine period. I think they're, you know, I know even myself, I, when I was growing up, I went, oh, I wanted to be a doctor, you know, and not, not very many of, many of us actually did it. <laughs> so um, anyways, Jeffrey, welcome to the podcast. And why don't you tell, oops, that's good. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you ended up where you are now. Great. Thank you so much. Um, as we were talking before the uh, beginning of the podcast, uh, uh, we, we share roots. We went to undergraduate yeah. at the same um, esteemed university, uh, University of California at Berkeley. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I'm from the Midwest, humble roots, small town, uh, you know, work ethic and all that. And uh, was, was fortunate to move to Washington, D.C. area to go to high school. And then uh, out to the West Coast to go to to go to Berkeley. I was I was narrowing it down between MIT and Berkeley, and had a visit at Berkeley, and and I was sold. It was beautiful. So uh, also not it's not the Boston weather. So that was good. Exactly. Too. Yes. Um, and to have you know Nobel laureates as professors and uh, the 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 you know Division One traditions and all that was was very yeah. fun. Uh, and and I have a degree there in biochemistry, which is oddly part of what's called the College of Letters and Science, as you may recall from there. Yes, yes. Uh, and even though some of that's been reorganized since I left, it was really more of a degree in the molecular biology. Mm. And molecular biology and biochemistry really is understanding the processes of our cells. It, it, maybe not just human cells, but any kind of life form cells, plants, animals, anything, but uh, most of the focus, of course, that has utility to, to help people comes from understanding mm -hmm. the human or the mammalian cell processes and metabolism. I say metabolism, I say what's going on inside the cell, what's the programming, okay. um, 
and you know, I, I got on a, on a pre-med track. There was no pre-med major at, at Berkeley. No. So you, ha- you have to pick, uh, you know, one of these. And, and I loved it. And, you, you, and I thought, okay, I'm, I'm getting ready for medical school. That's something I want to do. Uh, and uh, I really loved all this, what we call basic science, you know, the, the biochemistry behind it and all that. And you get, you get whisked right off to med school and residency and training and practice. And you, you look back and say, oh, I missed that really great science, but I don't get to apply directly every day. And, you know, it's in my head. I, I know what's going on when I'm prescribing something or what have you. Mm-hmm. So I reassess things uh, in my practice. Uh, after about 20 years of practice, um, I was pushing up against the machine. The machine is is uh, government, the health insurance, the bean counters who are making decisions for patients. Uh, Wired Magazine called this a number of years ago, and uh, I quote it all the time, so forgive me if you've heard it, but rationing by hassle. They make getting the care that your doctor says you need difficult. Yeah. They say you have to try these other things first. They're more financially efficient for for the insurance company. Everything is drilled down into a cookbook. Uh, you know, Kaiser is the king of cookbook medicine, for example. I know, I know. I have Kaiser. Yeah, yeah a lot of people do. And I do a lot of out-of-Kaiser second opinions uh, as well. Not that Kaiser doctors are bad or anything, yeah. so they're, they're beholden to a certain um, formula. And that formula is, is, a, is designed to make mm-hmm. someone money. So there's a huge conflict of interest built into the into oh, the. Yeah. Institutionalized yeah. healthcare system. So I call this institutionalized, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And uh, it's and it's gone. It's it's not just Kaiser anymore. It's right. all of they're all Kaiser. of the health. Kaiser was a, a you know trend. They were a leader. Yeah. Yes, exactly, a leader in it. Yeah, yeah. So for years, <clears throat> pardon me, um, the delivery of healthcare has become more expensive a little bit every year, and the the payment structures for healthcare has either stayed the same or gone down or had these, you know, just token increases. And these are, these, you know, these, this is why, you know, Medicare is bankrupt and all the payers now <clears throat> sort of base what they pay on Medicare, which makes no sense, but that's what they do. And why? Because people aren't pushing back. The doctors just take it or not good yeah. businessmen generally. So in any event, <clears throat> out of that frustration and watching patients frustrated because because the, these health insurance companies pit the patient against the doctor they send the patient and they say oh welcome nice to meet you i've got good insurance okay we'll see and and then when you get the payment back and there's a balance due for the patient they get upset <clears throat> but i'm paying for this insurance well you're th- that's the game they're playing right they want they want the patient upset with the doctor they want the doctor's office yeah. bogged down with this bogus peer review nonsense and pre-authorization. You have to hire other people. It, it's, it, it makes no sense. It's, it's right. back to rationing by hassle. So I got frustrated. Mm-hmm. I got frustrated for my patients. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to give my patients the time uh, because if you don't sit and listen and do a good exam, you know, you, the risk of missing something is huge. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. comes with my going back and, and, updating myself on what's happened in biochemistry and molecular biology and in the life sciences for the last 25 years, I got very involved in stem cells uh-huh. and I started going to additional training. Um, uh-huh. and I started to employ that in my practice. And now I am a part of my practice is has become not only regenerative medicine, 
Uh -huh. Regenerative is really anti-aging medicine. So, okay. and maybe the word medicine is wrong because it's so simple. Some lifestyle changes uh, that uh -huh. we, earlier we start, the more we get out of it. So ah, okay. that's, that's the long evolution. Thank you for letting me, you know, ambulate around that. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, all of that's, all of that's super interesting. Absolutely. And, and, um, and, you know, talking about medical insurance and, and Medicare, which I also have, um, is, you know, I mean, my God, you go on for hours just with the, the stupidity and, and just the way it's set up and, and everything else. And so I don't need to get started on that either. Thank you very much. And I'm healthy. So, you know, my God, if somebody isn't, right. I just can't, I can't even imagine. I just, uh, I just can't. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so very interesting. Um, what what do you find right now to be most interesting to you, kind of cutting edge, you know, for for people and, and anti-aging, which you already mentioned? Well, I, I sort of um, divide anti-aging into three levels or buckets. Um, the primary level is very simple, free, mostly free things you can do. We're talking about lifestyle, exercise, vitamins, supplements, um, you know, proper rest, uh, breathing, all kinds of little, little things that add up. Um, mm. and when I do an anti-aging consultation, uh -huh. um, that's phase one. It doesn't really cost much. Maybe the cost of the vitamins or something like that. Which are expensive um, these days. They are. <laughs> not just, not just necessarily yours. I'm just saying the, the whole supplement industry is also. Uh, it's, it's fair. Yeah. And I, you know, currently I don't, I don't offer any or, or, or make, too many recommendations. I, I buy mine on online, have them shipped yeah. to the house. So, so do I. <laughs> yeah. so I, I. I'm also a, I'm a, you know, not just the owner of Recelebrate. I'm a customer. So uh -huh. there you go. So, yeah, I mean, the, but you know, maintaining health is uh, the cost of vitamins and supplements is the is the most inexpensive way to maintain your health. Yeah. In addition, I to agree. changes, and we call those lifestyle changes epigenetic changes. And maybe we'll. Mm -hmm. The second level would be sort of more, a more, um, what we call the kind of a biohacking, uh, level. Mm. Yeah, it's that, that, that term can be used or misused, but basically someone is willing to take some additional steps to, to, um, get more out of, um, you know, their anti-aging program. It could be use of mushrooms, adaptogens. Mm. Uh, it could be use of certain, uh, substances like, uh, rapalogs or rapamycin, which is really initially an mm -hmm. antibiotic. Um, but turns out has anti-aging properties. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, there are other rapalogs and other types of things coming down the pike. Um, mitochondrial uh, oh. support supplements, mitochondria being, you know, an element within the cell. It's kind of a cell mm -hmm. within the cell. It has its own yeah. DNA. And, and, um, and, and I'll call that biohacking because a lot of those things are not necessarily uh, FDA approved for that purpose. But... To be fair in medicine, many things doctors do are not FDA approved. Uh, we we do on a daily basis. So the FDA does not manage what we do, although sometimes mm -hmm. they try. The FDA yeah. um, approves um, uh, devices and medications for certain uses, and then doctors can okay. use them off label if it's appropriate with it, with uh -huh. informed consent. Um, and then the third bucket would be regenerative medicine uh, of sorts. 
Um, mm-hmm. Our body has the ability to heal itself. For example, um, Susan, you have, uh, do you have young family members in your family, maybe children, uh, grandchildren, or nieces, nephews? Yeah, sort of, yep, yep. Yeah. So you, you're, you're outside, they're riding their bicycle, whatever the young, young person falls, skins his or her knee and they cry and you clean the wound and you give it a kiss and put some bandage on it and they're all better. Three days later, the bandaid falls off and the scab is almost done. It's gone. It's healed. Yeah. You and I bump our elbow and we've got a bruise for two weeks, right? Okay. Yep. Why can't we heal like that? seven-year-old or three-year-old why and we had it's the same body the same dna and the answer is we we can with some help um that machinery that heals us that repairs that regenerates us Mm -hmm. uh, loses its um efficiency over time we can talk Mm -hmm. about why that is and how that correlates with disease and age if you like but um in short regenerative medicine is amping up or revving up our own healing system. And, um, we, we have some amazing, I'm going to call them at least in my office, anecdotal results. And there are some Mm -hmm. wonderful studies. Of course, they're not from the U S necessarily. There are some new ones coming, but the Uh the Europeans, uh, and the Chinese have been way ahead of us on publications. That's not, that's not new either. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the regulatory issues there, I think allow them to, to do more and try things faster. And, And if, there was one inspiring study, if you'll let me just keep rambling. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, go ahead. One of the things that, that really caught my attention was uh, the there's a French uh, physician, uh, last name Herneglau, and he published a series of papers on, on knees. And this is, I quote it to patients all the time, and I, for your audience, I think it's very interesting. They took patients in France who were recommended to have a knee replacement. So this is a mm-hmm. group of people whose orthopedic doctor said you're, you're either bone on bone or you have a degenerated or what some doctors use this phrase, arthritic knee, even though that's probably a garbage term and misused um, for the most part, it's too vague. These are people, they say, you need a knee replacement if you want to help your knee. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Herndaglau came in and said, I'm going to offer you to this group of patients, I'm going to offer you an option. Would you like to join my study? We're going to do some injections of stem cells. You can either have the knee replacement or join my study. And he compared the groups and uh-huh. they did a couple different types of injections in the knee area, but, um, and they have two groups and, uh, of injections. One of the groups at 15 years, only 85, sorry, only 15% had to, had to have their knees be re-examined for knee replacement. 85% were doing great. 15 years. Remember, these are patients who needed knee replacements. Yeah. That yeah. that treatment that they had with the stem cells, which is regenerative uh-huh. medicine, changed them, improved their knee. Wow. And 15 years, only 15% needed it. And you might ask, wow. why Why don't you take those 15% and do another treatment? And, and you can. Uh-huh. See, that wasn't part of the study. Mm-hmm. Um, the other group, different type of stem cell injection, it was um, 60 or 65%, I believe, uh, were still doing great at 15 years. I mean, that's 15 years is a long wow. time. So, uh, yeah, especially if you're older. Right. So <laughs> uh, there, we have these treatments. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they are not FDA approved, but they're available and they can help us 
our own bodies programming our own cells help us regenerate like mm-hmm. when we were younger like wow. the, like three-year-old skinning the knee i mean that's that's the example yeah. you know this uh, a child under five or six years of age if they cut off just the tip of their finger it will regenerate wow we we have genes that are uh like the lizard we cut off the lizard's tail and they grow it back uh-huh. our fish uh-huh. and grow the arm back there are genes that regulate that and they get turned off uh as we age and so oh. we are learning more and more about turning them back on it's 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 an amazing okay. field i'm stimulated intellectually and if i can help patients avoid surgery potentially um uh have a better quality of life less pain and and that's probably my you know my most frequent customer is is someone with an orthopedic type ailment spine knee shoulder we just took care of someone with a shoulder tear biceps Mm. all all kinds of things so Mm -hmm. i love those because we get we get you know good results for them Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So is there, is there any kind of like age limit on doing these kinds of things? Cause I know, you know, for instance, uh, with women with osteoporosis, a lot of the time, you know, it gets, it gets really bad assuming they're still around, you know, when they hit their seventies and eighties. Well, um, osteoporosis is a thing unto itself and, uh, yeah important to know that bone density is associated with longevity. So if you maintain your bone mass, you will maintain your lifespan and health span. And that requires to maintain your bone mass. I know I'm going backwards a little bit, Susan, thank you for for letting me sort of color color outside the lines here, but. um, Oh yeah. No, no, this is, this is of personal interest. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So to, to maintain bone mass, you need, um, you, you need to have, the right hormone balance. Mm. Um, you can take all the vitamin D and calcium that you like. And if you don't have the right hormone balance, that, that it's <laughs> not getting get in, huh? driven into this, into the bone cells. Yeah. You got to have weight bearing exercise. Um, and you have to have the right, well, you know, di- dietary makeup. You got to have protein in your diet. And you, so weight bearing exercise is one of the largest, you know, components. Uh, a colleague of mine, uh, John Jankwish, developed uh, a device called OsteoStrong. And OsteoStrong, yeah. uh, there are places where you can go use it or obtain it. it is It helps in, accelerate that weight-bearing effect. He's a quite interesting guy and very intelligent um, to come up with this. And I think it's going to gain more traction. Uh-huh. Uh, much better than some of the bisphosphonates and drugs out there because there are other ways to develop bone density weight bearing exercise hormones and then of course vitamin d calcium the right you know nutrients and elements and Mm. vitamin d incidentally is associated with uh the right amount of vitamin d and and vitamin d supplementation is also associated with with longevity and reduced all-cause mortality that means reduced dying from a heart problem or a stroke or anything else just just generally speaking it's not a cause and effect it's just an observation so that's why i'm very big on the right supplements for people Mm -hmm. and by by supplementation not just that hundred percent rda on the side of the cereal box no it's It's always too 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 low on most of them isn't it that's that's the number that avoids malnutrition i'm looking for (laughs) optimal nutrition yeah right you're looking for health, not just not just that you're alive. 
<laughs> so there, there are ways also to, re- if we go into the third bucket, the regenerative bucket to mm-hmm. deal with uh, osteoporosis as well, but you got to have the first bucket handled and the third bucket's not going to do much either. So mm. there are ways, ways to do that. And you think about it, we really want to ma- maintain our own stem cells. We want them as youthful as we can get them. And where are the most robust stem cells source in our body? The bone marrow. So if you're losing your bone density, you're losing your stem cells, you're basically losing your life force. I can borrow yeah. an idol from Tony Robbins. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. No, that, that, that all makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. So um, out, just out of curiosity, are you the only one around that's doing this or are you no. have lots of... Uh, compatriots that are no no there there there's quite a group there are a couple of regenerative medicine associations uh-huh. to also there's the you know oh, american okay. of anti-aging medicine called the uh-huh. ARM because of the four a's uh-huh okay very alliterative um there uh <laughs> there are biohacking groups uh yeah. that i belong to that others belong to and these are these are uh i'd say more professional level groups not just clubs that Right. Share the latest nootropic, which is also fine and cool. I like that too. It's just, uh-huh. no, I'm not the only practice uh, practitioner of uh, biohacking, regenerative medicine, and anti-aging. They're they're mm. everywhere. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because because biohacking, I mean, that term has been around for quite a while. Right. As well, a lot of amateurs out there starting with that. Right, and we've learned some things from them, and we continue to because uh-huh. they try some things and. Um, you know, but it can, biohacking can be as simple as, you know, getting the right amount of sleep and uh, mm. room, you know, all the way through, you know, uh, different use of uh, these, these compounds that you can try for enhancing your cognitive function. Ah, uh, okay. Nootropics, you know, and which right. are quite amazing. You know, you think about it like caffeine's a nootropic of sorts. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know I take a couple of things, <laughs> memory, <laughs> memory things primarily. <laughs> That's my main problem. We we have things that that are helpful for cog, cognitive uh, function. Not only the nootropics, uh, they're all the right diet and supplementation, exercise, uh, <clears throat> exercise, yeah, and increasing cerebral blood flow, brain blood flow, uh, and and you know, just like it's good for bone density is actually good for cognition. Um, so exercise is basically the way to stay as young as you can. The one thing that could limit you, of course, would be a joint problem, knees, hips, back. And, and that's where we come in with other, other spot treatments. Um, <laughs> but one of, one of the um, <clears throat> most exciting aspects of regenerative medicine uh-huh. is, is not just stem cells, but, but something called exosomes. And exosomes are small vesicles given off by stem cells or cells that communicate with their neighbors. And they're giving a signal saying, let's program ourselves. All you cells in the neighborhood, we're going to program ourselves uh, to reduce chronic inflammation, to repair, to regenerate, you know, more youthful channels. We're we're not going to watch PBS. We're going to watch cartoons. (laughs) So it's a it's a youthful programming. And that's the basis of some of the, the the treatments to help people regenerate, to help people heal. And these exosomes are are available, and they're a lot easier oh. to deliver than stem cells. Plus, uh-huh. they they're so small they cross in, in what's called the 
blood-brain barrier. They get into uh-huh. the stem cells do not get into the nervous system um, because the cells are too large unless you deliver them directly into the nervous system, which is not fun. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't think so. It doesn't sound you know, you, fun. You can have an IV of exosomes and they will travel into into the brain. So we are seeing, you know, there are papers out right now on, on scientific papers, the benefits of Parkinson's and oh. Alzheimer's and other dimensions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, other other neurological ailments and cognition in general. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's um, yeah, Parkinson's is not is not a, a nice disease. My father had that. Well, let's use that as yeah. perhaps a segue to talk about disease for a minute. Um, yeah. When you look at the diseases of aging, um, yeah. you're looking at Parkin, you're in Parkinson's, you're looking at Alzheimer's, you're looking mm-hmm. at diabetes, uh, mm-hmm. acquired type two diabetes. You're looking at uh, cardiovascular, you know, um, plaque, cardio, you know, atherosclerosis, hardening of the arteries. All of these are diseases of accumulated chronic inflammation. Inflammation is kind of a vague word. Um, inflammation is our body's response to a threat. If you get a sore throat, mm-hmm. an infection, your immune system revs up and fights through what's called acute inflammation. And that acute inflammation might take hours, days, or even a week or so. And that is a designed cellular programming Uh to release a bunch of of, uh, signals to bring the immune system, turn that on and turn it off. Uh Over time, that that turn off gets leaky and it doesn't fully turn off. And that's where you get what's called chronic inflammation. And we accumulate that and we accumulate the cellular proteins. For example, Alzheimer's disease involves these tangled plaques of right. protein, mistangled, mispro- misfolded proteins in the brain uh, called amylo- uh, amyloid and, and the tau proteins. And mm-hmm. that they cause or they are and they are being caused by inflammatory, chronic inflammatory changes in the cell. <clears throat> mm, okay. Same with diabetes. The the sensitive endocrine cells in the pancreas mm-hmm. uh, don't respond to insulin the same way. And there's an inflammatory uh, result. Same with coronary artery disease of the heart and the vessels. The plaque is an inflammatory. All this, all this is a result of chronic inflammatory change. It's a, it's a reduction in our ability to turn on and fully off an acute inflammatory response. Oh. And it's this accumulation of chronic inflammation. And the faster you accumulate it, the faster you age. Someone, <laughs> someone who got to this before me calls this inflammaging. Okay. I've heard that term. Yeah. 100% correct. Uh-huh. <laughs> our biological or physiological age, not just our temporal age on the calendar, right. our, our actual, you know, how we're actually aging inside yeah. us. Um, is a, is really a measure of chronic inflammation. And that's why you could take, you know, two people of the same age, two 80-year-olds, uh-huh. right next to each other. One's still, you know, running a 5K every day uh-huh. and, and has muscle mass, and the other one is frail. And if you if you if you if you do the blood tests and you do the the you know called the DNA aging test, the methylation and the glycation mm-hmm. test. You will see a difference in these people because of, of their lifestyle and some genetics, but mainly lifestyle, what we call epigenetics right. uh, over their age. You know, how well was their nutrients, their supplements, uh, how well was their, their, you know, 
how they eat, mm -hmm. environment, <clears throat> the exercise, and back to exercise. So don't yeah. stop moving. Uh, as a famous colleague of mine would say, um, motion is lotion. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I try. We go, <laughs> my husband and I go for our walk every morning and um, just got back to the gym and then we just found out they're changing things around and it's like, oh, okay. I'll probably have to go find another one. <laughs> keep moving. Keep keep exercising. Yeah. Uh, there was recent, I just read something about a nighttime walk. It should be the last, the last thing you do after a meal. Um, we have a light cycle and a dark cycle like plants. And right. when light out, that's when we should be taking our calories. And when it's dark out, you know, we, we really need the restorative sleep and, and that, that exercise helps at the end of the day, helps thr thrust your metabolism into the dark cycle. And that we need that rhythm oh, uh, ourselves. It's good for the programming of the cells. So, uh -huh. uh, and that's why um, melatonin supplementation at night may be more important than we think. Uh, because our pineal glands release this. And, and that's why if, you, if you've ever known a teenager, you know, they're so hard to wake up um, in the morning because they release that melatonin and they sleep like babies for the most part. So mm -hmm. uh, after our teens, we stop making the melatonin robustly. And even oh. people who sleep well say, I don't need melatonin. You may need it. it. It may be really good for actually your cellular metabolism. There are a lot of new papers coming out on, on replacing huh. the hormones of sorts, uh, even oh, okay. melatonin. So, which, which leads us into bioidentical hormone replacement. Um, uh -huh controversial it's expensive but it uh you know that's why a lot of health plans don't like to pay for that uh, but uh it, it you know it, it used to be that people say well as you get older your hormones go down the testosterone goes down in men the estrogen progesterone goes down in women and, mm -hmm. and that's just what happens and in in the real the the real cause and effect may be the other direction we we age because they go down so right. as is, you know, so some of these hormones keep the cell metabolism programming where we want them in mm -hmm. a less leaky, chronic inflamed state. And you, and without so much of these hormones, even though it's considered normal to have it decline in the older ages, replacing it back at where we were in the younger ages uh, seems to have youthful benefits. Um, so make sure you meet with your doctor, you get informed consent on the risks and benefits of those things. Um, but you know, we have, we have men now starting the testosterone replacement in their thirties and forties. Um, wow. and the longer they do that, as long as they're watched and, and cared for, uh, mm -hmm. have benefits long, long-term that accumulates. So you ask, you know, uh, you said your father would be about 118 now, if he was still living, yeah. uh, <laughs> is that possible? Is there a max? I, I, I think 120 is not out of the question. Yeah. There are people out not there. Just, not just an occasional outlier, you know, who yeah, right. the Mediterranean diet for <laughs> the entire life, but we're talking about, you know, a group of, a group, uh, you know, percentage of the population living well past hundred. Uh -huh. That's not far-fetched at all. No, I, I, I believe that. I totally believe that there are so many robust 80 year olds running around, some of them literally, um, yeah. that, you know, 20 years ago, you just didn't, you just didn't see. So, so I think I, if you were if you were in your sixties and seventies, you want to be more like that, running around eighty year old. You yeah. got to size yourself into it. You got to make the right adjustments, the epigenetic adjustments in your lifestyle. You got to 
really up your supplement game, your vitamin supplement. Mm. That's part of what we do for people. And uh-huh. you got computer, maybe some biohacking tricks. And uh-huh. if you're a game, maybe some of the regenerative medicine um, mm. and exercise, 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 you know, uh, yes. Yeah. You're walking and that's great. I would love to hear that you do something more, uh, a little bit of resistance training, maybe some bands. Yes. Um, you can do them at home. Um, you know, you do 20 minutes uh, in the morning of that and you maybe you go for your walk in the evening or what, whatever, mm. two walks a day. Uh, step up your game and I, I think it'll have mm. benefits for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, well, when we go to to the gym, I do um, I do weights and I do some really fast walking on a on a hill kind of thing and um trying to think what else do i do yeah just the machines as well as some of the free right free weights and yeah and that sort of thing yeah yeah just i you know i just didn't have that much of it here at home i have a few free weights but (laughs) i think these these really um tough stretchy bands you can buy them online yeah 20 or 25 bucks for a set of them that come in different strengths. And you can do all kinds of exercises uh, with those and as if you have weights and they're easy to store. Right. It's a little bad. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, actually, I, I ended up buying some of those a couple of years ago. Um, the light, the lighter ones yeah. because I had broken my collarbone. And so I started using those to try and build up, you know, my build my arm back up. Yeah. Let's not just build it back up. Let's let's maintain it. So right. That, you know, it stimulates the bone marrow. The bone marrow has the stem cells. It's, it's uh, an aging move to exercise. So. Yes. Oh yeah. No. No. In fact, that, that after we eat breakfast, my husband and I are gonna, gonna gonna go up to the gym. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, yeah. He's a he's a he was an athlete his whole life. So he's he's continued all okay. of that. Co- COVID kind of. It sure did a kink in it because we didn't have really have any place both of our gyms closed not yeah. to reopen again so yeah yeah, yeah. Make a lot of a lot of uh unique changes to keep that yeah. for sure yeah 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 exactly exactly so we're still kind of touchy-feely out there about yeah trying to find the right the right uh right thing to do so um yeah so is there is there any sort of a resource that that you recommend that people look at, you know, when you're talking about supplements, you're talking about exercise, you know, any of those well, kind of things? I'm working on one. It's just oh, good. Not, I'm about halfway okay. through a, a book I've been writing and it'll, it'll accomplish most of this, cover it, but yes. it's ever changing. By the time it's published, there'll be new things to add. So, <laughs> well, that's uh, true. But, but yes, I mean, you have to do your homework. You have to get involved in this. You have to be proactive. You have to make changes and stick with them. Um, you know, I, I take lots of supplements now that I wasn't taking a few years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and because I got all these different bottles coming in from Amazon, what have you, I end up yep. buying, these, they make these very little, uh, I wonder if I have one with me, very small Ziploc bags you can buy for, for pills. And uh-huh. yeah, I'll pull one out here just to show you because I, I, I prepackage them every two weeks. Otherwise it's a lot of work. And I put all my, my daily, uh, uh-huh. is the light. Yes. Yes. I have those. I use yes. those for my, right. for my supplements as well. <laughs> yeah. My fish oil, you got your vitamin D, um, 
And I'm doing fish oil now uh, three times a day. I want to get at oh. least 3,000 milligrams. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So. That's uh, good to know. Doing the vitamin D, I do twice. Now, I'm I'm low in vitamin D on my blood tests, so I, I'm genetically low. So I really want to amp that up. Uh, so I'm doing that. Um, I'm doing lots of new mitochondrial support um, things like uh, uh, L-Biba. It's B-A-I-B-A. Dihydroverberine, um, okay. uh, spermidines, all, all the, and these can all, you can find them on Amazon. Um, yeah. I, I can easily spend a couple hundred dollars a month on, on supplements. We do. And then protein. We do not, uh, Americans do not, and probably humans do not get enough protein. We were designed to be protein based organisms. You know, you've heard from Star Trek or whatever, you know, we are carbon-based life forms. Yeah. Uh, it's not exactly true. We are protein-based life forms with carbon support structures. Okay. So we don't want the carbon so much. Carbon comes with everything, but it's, we are protein-fixing animals, just like plants are. Um, we, we need our protein. If you want to be maintaining and even gaining some muscle mass, and muscle mass is also associated with longevity. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to be maintaining your muscle mass, you need to probably have upwards of one gram of protein per day per pound of body weight. So wow. and let's, let's assume you weigh, uh, you know, 120 pounds. That means you would need yeah. 120 grams of protein a day. And that's hard to do. Okay. And that's yeah. why I recommend that you get a good, uh, you know, uh, supplemental protein. I like, I like, I'll admit I like the chocolate flavored ones and I get the low calorie ones because I don't want the calories, mm -hmm. but I get, I, I put it in everything. I'll put it in a bowl of yogurt. I'll put it, uh, in my, in my coffee sometimes. Oh, I'll okay. turn this into a hot cocoa. You know? mm -hmm. And, um, uh, because, uh, two scoops of that, I think is 30 grams. So that may, unless you're having, you know, chicken, fish and beef jerky all day long <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and we're not, let's face it, that protein no. is expensive, good protein. So you, you got, you got to get your mac it's called the macros right you got to get your protein in um, okay and um and then if you if you have weight issues um mm -hmm. you know then that's a whole different conversation you know obesity is obese fat tissue is inflammatory so we talked about the diseases of inflammation so yeah. being obese is is a pro-aging problem amongst other things right i mean correct <laughs> Yeah, it has underneath. a whole host of uh, of issues. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's um yeah, it's it is interesting because I don't know, I don't remember was it like 10 or 20 years ago that all of a sudden protein wasn't wasn't good for you. That was the thing. And so everyone's cut down on their protein. Um too well, to be fair, too much protein can hurt your kidneys. Um but right. Very few but, people are having that problem and the people that have yeah. that problem they already have some kidney issues yeah mm -hmm. yeah but i just i just remember it was even just for weight and and other things and they were saying oh yeah you know to to eat eat less protein which never really made a lot of sense to me no we but, need our protein the brain needs the protein yeah 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 does your heart need it as well well all, all the muscle tissue needs all the it. muscles yeah muscle. okay Okay. All, all of our cells make proteins and, and need we the cellular programming cannot take place we can't make the enzymes and proteins and the cell cannot produce them we can't even make you know um dna and rna repair or dna and rna 
So mm-hmm. cells can't die without protein. We need to have protein. Um, it's, wow. it's okay. We need to have all the macros, the carbs, the fats, the proteins, yeah. but, but we are protein deficient in this community. Probably some other things as well, which you, some of which you've already mentioned, but yeah. And, and honestly, I had no, no idea my entire career, you know, we're dealing with big, bad things, you know, disc herniations and pinch nerves and, uh-huh. yeah. and, and, you know, what's, what's a little vitamin D going to do? Well, it turns out those things are important. Um, here's, here's one more I'll give you. Um, uh-huh. Probiotics. Oh, uh, yes. We are somewhat dependent on the microorganisms living in our, our gut and in other places in our body, but specifically the gut. Yeah. Right. The microbiome. It is the microbiome. It, it's, it's, it's involved in maintaining uh, anti-inflammatory, um, the, the right mix of, of bacteria uh, helps us reduce inflammation, chronic inflammation we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps uh, pr- uh, they digest, these bacteria digest certain phytochemicals and fruits and vegetables uh, and elements that, that make other anti-inflammatory molecules that we can't digest ourselves. So we do have a, a mutual relationship. We give these microbes a place to live and they give us some certain help with our biology. And yeah. uh, the problem is, uh, unless we're, you know, rolling around in the dirt, like when we were kids and getting soil on our hands and in our, you right. know, in our house, in that we're not getting the right makeup. And, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll admit myself, I like a little Splenda in my morning black coffee. So uh-huh. the, those artificial sweeteners uh, uh, impact the, the bacterial population. So I will always take a probiotic after I'm done with my morning coffee. I also take another one at night um, mm-hmm. and I'm doing, and, and I did not, you know, we didn't even cover this in medical school. No, no, yeah. you didn't. No, it's, it's of crucial importance and hopefully they're adding it to the curriculum. There's an explosion in, in um, the science behind it right now the, the pa- there's a paper every day on some type of relation there was actually a study and I, I have it somewhere in my files of taking a group of frail individuals who were living in a uh, facility mm-hmm. elderly and giving them probiotics and they saw across the board reduced disease reduced mortality improved mm-hmm. life improved functioning so yeah. if you're not already probiotics Susan. oh yeah no no i've been taking probiotics for a long time what about prebiotics yeah, so prebiotics really is is giving your probiotics something to eat. <laughs> probiotics work. It also helps the motility and moving moving food through your system faster. Because uh, really, we're talking about fiber. And if you think uh-huh. about it, we extract the nutrients from our food, and then it collects as waste. And the longer that waste sits in your system, the longer it, it seeps and leaks into back into us. So. You want to get those toxins through you, eat more fiber or probiotic or prebiotic and, uh-huh. and get that stuff out of you quickly. So I, out of curiosity, on a totally personal note, what if you can't take vitamin, very much vitamin C at a time? Why, why would that be? Um, it, I get, um, um, what is it called? I don't know. It affects my bladder. Um, um, I would have to look at that. Yeah. Uh, uh, there, there are, um, different ways to take it and try it. Um, mm-hmm. you can take it out. I take a lot of vitamin C personally. Yeah. I know um, that that's what I used to do and it turned out to be too much for me. Yeah. I, I used to think uh, Linus Pauling was a little crazy, but now I think he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> for those listeners who don't know, this is, uh, 
this is sacrilege because we're talking about a Stanford grad who's who's the uh, oh my god I know but but he's a a double Nobel Prize winner and he was known for taking ten to twelve grams a day of vitamin C. Well, yeah. it turns out that there's actually a protocol for treating cancer uh, that you take uh, fifty or hundred grams IV periodic basis and it's quite significantly beneficial you won't hear much about this because uh big pharma is going to keep it quiet but uh, yeah um you you so i i tend to take anywhere from eight to 12 grams a day okay. uh uh my my hack is i don't like to take a lot i gotta take enough pills as it is i get the chewables uh ah, okay. it's chewables or what but and then if i'm really hungry and i'm not ready for a meal uh-huh. I eat a handful of those, like it's a handful of almonds or something. And I feel like, oh, I've, I've just had a meal. So I'm full now. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to that's help your bladder issue or not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not sure. You know, if spacing it out throughout the day makes a difference. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I try and do. I try and, and, you know, just take smaller amounts at a time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, so. There are different ways to get vitamin C, um, obviously besides food sources. Um, so it could, could be the form. Um, if it's, if it's irritating or just causes you, you know, go all the time, there might be, there might be. No, it's irritating. Yeah. 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 So Um, anyways, we don't need, actually on, on this, the whole rest of the world doesn't need to know about my bladder problems. (laughs) There's like permadine and things you can take to reduce bladder irritation. Uh, There there may be some hacks so that you can get your vitamin. Yeah. 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 By the way, no. Regeneration, which is really uh-huh. young, anti-aging, requires vitamin C. That's one of the, the needed vitamins. Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure. Vitamin C. C you got to make collagen, and, and and that's required. Yes, yes, I know, I know. So I try and eat more fruit and um, things like that. Food, food doesn't particularly bother me. It just, right. I just, I think I just took what well, for my body at the time was too much of the vitamin C, or it might have been the the, the kind. Some some experimentation there, some, yeah. some biohacking to figure it out. But yes, know. I think so. I think so. Absolutely, absolutely. So, anyways, well, we have we've been on for a while, and um, all very, very, very interesting. And I'm sure we could probably talk for a lot longer because there's a lot more information out there. So, um, I'd be happy to talk again at some point. Oh, um, okay, that'd be great. Uh, my book will get you a copy and uh yes please to you and your your listeners uh we can we can um, talk about uh the new things that have come up since today's talk yes oh exactly exactly i know well you'll have to start a newsletter or something to keep everybody up to date after that that's a good point yes um why don't you um just give us a short little you know what's what's the most important things for people to 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 be thinking about to be looking out for um you know i mean i i understand that the that not all the same things don't apply necessarily to everybody you know well i i think um first and foremost make sure you get your annual checkups and your preventative care uh and that's just the big stuff uh make sure you're taking um more than just a one a day vitamin uh And this is a comprehensive, you can meet with a a nutritionist or a a functional medicine doctor or someone like myself. Um, 
if, if you really want to, you know, have a comprehensive meeting and cover all the buckets, you know, that's, we call that an anti-aging uh, mm. consultation. And, um, you know, we do those like this by Zoom or, or uh -huh. what have you. And we just basically go through A to Z. You know, let's talk about your, your health history in detail. It's not mm. a 10 minute visit. Uh, it's, uh, they're usually a good hour. Um, mm. And we formulate a to-do list. And, you, and then and then we see how things go. And there are some tests now that we can do to look at the results of those life changes. Um, and these are these new DNA tests. And oh. you get one and you make all these changes. Six months later, you get another one. And it measures what they call your DNA age, for example. And there are different versions of this. I'm actually studying oh. for my book. But oh, wow. it, we, it's a way to see what the results are, not just how you feel and look. Uh -huh. um, but it's a way to measure sort of objectively and scientifically um, how you're doing. Uh -huh. And we could tweak it from there. What are you missing? What else can we add? Uh -huh. You know, what, what do you want to try from here? And then I think what happens is it's got to be part of your hobbies to otherwise, you know, you're, 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 um, you're destined for a, a normal, what we call normal lifespan. It's what the CDC tells us, which is currently about 82 years for women in the U.S. Uh, and okay. 79 for men. Yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. Well, yeah, um, you know, there's part of me that would like to that would like to make it past 82, <clears throat> and part of me that's kind of like, you know, the way the world is going, I'm <laughs> not sure I really want to be there. <laughs> Well, the world is a difficult we'll place. You got to create your own bubble if you need to. And, and uh, I know, I know, I know. What can I say? That's why I live in California. Yeah. So, um, but, well, thank you. I've I've really appreciated you uh, coming thank on. You. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I will look forward to to seeing your book. Thank you um, for sure. And um, and yes, I would. Um, I, you know be happy to really enjoy having you come back maybe after the first of the year or something. And it's not that I, I far would, away. I would love that. Thank you so yeah. much. Well, it's not that far away, but I'd be happy um, uh -huh. if you want to do some specific topics or, okay. or what's I'm happy to do this as, as you and your audience would benefit. I appreciate that. Thank you. And <clears throat> I will say what I usually say, which is actually kind of funny under the circumstances right now. But um, I usually say, well, neither of us are medical doctors, but you are. But it doesn't, it doesn't count for this, anyways. And and we can't we can't really call any of this medical advice. It's just information, right? That's true. And um, and if people are having issues and specific problems, please go and find the, either your doctor or an appropriate doctor right. to to deal with. And if it's an emergency, please go to the hospital because they really are still kind of the best place yeah, at that point. So um, with that, I will say thank you. And um, as I say to everybody, I will see everybody next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.